Back here on ESPN Jamestown and NewsDakota.com, we are going to talk some Jimmy football now and the uh, new head coach, the first-year head coach of the Jimmys, Brian Mistro, joins us right now. Coach, how are we doing? As always, man, living the dream. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good. I don't mean to throw uh, Coach Horan under the bus here, but uh, you did tell me this summer at one point that you weren't going to be cookie-cutter on the radio interviews like Coach Horan. You know, I've been giving him heck about it for so long when I was there that, hey, why do you always just give the coach speak answers? Why don't you give the people what they want? And so uh, if you're challenging me, I'm going to give it to you. I think we're going to be ready to roll. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to challenge you this year and see, uh, <laughs> and see what we get out of you. But obviously uh, fall camp well underway, getting set to wrap up and get into uh, pre uh, or game week practice uh, coming up uh, this weekend as you get ready for uh, Valley City State on Thursday. Um, what has been your impressions of the first couple of weeks uh, leading this team? Uh, from the spring when I started uh, with our first practices, one of the big things that I noticed and that I wanted to make sure we started getting more about as a team was being, being better teammates and becoming more of a team as opposed to a bunch of individuals that are playing the same game. And so in the spring, you started to see sprinkles of it. This fall camp, you know, the guys, when you have so much time with the guys and you're being able to talk to them on a daily basis as a team, in a team setting, you know, we've been preaching it, be a good teammate. We've had speakers come in. Um, I had Coach Etzel come in. I had Greg Steeman come in, who was a basketball coach in Marshall at Southwest. Um, I've had alums come in, Clint Boom and Dale Ackland, and they all say the same message. Guys, great teams have great teammates. And so it's awesome for those guys to hear something from other people and not just hear from the coaching staff. And so now you're starting to see that in fall camp. We're being better teammates. And I think what really helps that is that you're hearing a consistent message from everybody about it. And it's you're not maliciously trying to hurt your teammate. You're trying to make them better. And because we are doing that now and on a more consistent basis, our guys are getting better because they're becoming better teammates. They're working their tails off, you know, one-on-ones, wide receivers, DVs. Like, yes, they want to win that drill. Because they're going so hard, those guys are getting better every single time they do it, but it's not in malicious intent. They're trying to win so they can get better, but they're trying to get you better too. And just little things like that, for me, are, are going a long way within our team. And, you know, we're getting dinged up right now. It's the second week of fall camp and with some two-a-day stuff. Um, so we're going to tone it back a little bit. But as far as I'm concerned, you know, we're a better team now because we're better teammates now. The one thing in our short conversation before we jumped on the air here that I kind of uh, was was green-lighted to a little bit was the fact that you, you kept talking about how some of these guys have evolved into leaders. You mentioned Ross Munson. You mentioned Jordan Mann. You've got some guys now that have been in the program for a handful of years and really have taken that next step as, as leaders, it seems. Yeah, and, you, and you know we talked about Ross and Jordan, and to be honest with you, a big part of that, they were here this summer. And when you're a part of this for the whole year and not just going home, you know, when May hits, you be, you naturally become a leader, I think. And our guys have been doing a great job, and those guys especially, about picking the other guys up and, and talking in a way that is a positive way and, and not always a negative connotation about, you know, there's two ways to skin a cat, right, or a million ways to skin a cat. But as far as I'm concerned, being a positive influence on somebody else that's playing on a team with you is only going to help them. And Jordan and Ross have been a rock star about it this year uh, so far in fall camp. And to be honest with you, it's those are two guys that I'm going to lean on heavily as a coach and say, hey, we need to get the guys going. I can only say so much. You guys have to do it now. Well, I got to know Jordan uh, this summer uh, quite a bit, and uh, he and I had a lot of chats about this coming year. And 
you know, he's the first to acknowledge that he hasn't maybe played to his standards week in and week out. There's been a little bit of a, you know, a roller coaster to it. But when he does play well, he's, I, th- I mean, I think he's a very, very capable starting quarterback in this in this conference. What are you looking for to, for him this year? I watched all the film and, and getting to know Jordan more personally. You know, he would say the same thing if he was sitting right here. He wants to be more consistent, and not in a way that you know, is a game manager or anything like that. He wants to be the guy. He wants to consistently be good at his craft. And he's taken the steps to do that this fall camp, this summer, this fall camp. He's a guy that I know for a fact he's a competitor at heart and he's a guy that wants to win, but he's also a guy that wants to make his teammates better. And he is going to take those steps because his mature maturation, I guess you could say, from what I even saw in the spring to now is it's it's just a fresh a fresh breath of air because he is owning it he is the guy and he's going to be the guy until someone takes it from him or he loses it and I think that's a positive stuff to have on your shoulders that's a good brick to have on your shoulder how has the uh, battle for the number two spot behind him gone you know uh, Kay Torgensen's been a guy that uh, has been in our program as well and he's obviously a baseball player for coach Hager and <laughs> throws some gas from the bump but from a knowledge standpoint athletic standpoint you know Cade's kind of been the guy right now that's going to be backing up um i Jordan and to be honest with you he's competing every day he's making Jordan better every day and Jordan's making him better every day and right now with just the the confidence that Jordan has in what we're doing and the way that he's been playing. You know, Kate is the solid two backup. There's no question about it. But there's no question in my mind that if Jordan has a shoelace that breaks, Kate can come in and step in and do, and do just as great of a job because he's being led by a guy that's doing it. And I think that's awesome. Ryan Mistral's our guest. He's the head football coach at the University of Jamestown. They get ready to play Valley City State in week one of the season, a Thursday night opener at Lockin Stadium. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, let's talk now a little bit about uh, about some of these other guys that you've got on your team. And and I was at practice last week, and and I told you this off the air that I really thought the wide receivers jumped off the page. I saw it firsthand last year as their maturation game in and game out. They just got better and better, and I thought they looked really really good in practice. You know, it's funny now because I'm I, with Coach Model resigning and promoting Coach Clancy. Uh, we hired Gerardo Magana, who's the tight ends and fullbacks coach for us, and so now I'm coaching the DBs, and so it. It pains me to say this, but man, I, when our wide receivers are kicking our butts, it's it's kind of a ah oh, yeah, you guys are doing a great job, but holy cow, guys, you need to get better. But no, with Marcus and Garrett and Barry, those guys are, have really just taken the next step. Because like in anything that you do, they played as freshmen. Now you have a year under your belt of playing college football against men. Let's be real, you're not in high school anymore. You're playing against men. And now with that whole year of experience and coming in to this year, there's nothing that you can put on your plate that's as good as experience. And those guys having a full year of experience and being healthy and doing the things that they need to do to perfect their craft, it's been fun to watch in fall. And I'm a big fan of what they're doing and the the attitudes that they've had and the positive energy that they're bringing to practice because not only are they really taking the next step, but those some of those dudes are our hardest workers. And I think that's a really a big testament of their maturation from being freshmen to now being sophomores and saying, hey, this is how we do things, guys. Yes, we're sophomores, and 
but holy cow, this is this is how we're going to get better. And so hopefully those guys, the younger guys, are falling in line. And you know, throw another name in there, Noah Sloka, who's an upperclassman. That's going to be a guy that you know we're going to rely on too. He's he's really a, become a leader. He's the older guy, so he's become a leader in that sense. And and obviously somebody that works his tail off. And he's a Garrison, North Dakota guy, and um, also all, amazing to have in our program. But our core group of wide receivers have been, I've been pleasure to see. Let's talk about the offensive line now because you do lose a couple uh, guys on the uh, as the tackles that were were anchors of that offensive line the last couple of years. What have you guys done this fall to uh, to replace those guys? There's been a lot of uh, rotation, and we want to see who can do it. And when when you talk about O line, those guys as a group in general are they're boys, right? You know, they're going to be. They're the close. There's sometimes, most of the time, I should say, they're the closest knit group on the team. And so, when you have a bunch of guys that are with each other all the time, and you have Coach Shalina in your meeting room, and to be honest with you, I, I'm a big fan of what is going on within that group. You know, Coach Shalina can can tell you all about the X's and O's part of it, but a lot of mixing and matching and things that we're needing to do to see who the best five are when we get in to the game on Thursday, next Thursday. Um, that's what's going to come to the table. But I've liked what I've seen. There's some guys that need to take some strides. There's some guys that. Uh, you don't need to pull their head out a little bit and, and I think earn the job. Just go and take it. And when you replace Drew and when you replace, replace Anthony, I mean, those are big shoes. You don't replace them. You just you do what you need to do to get better at where you're at. When you've got uh, Carter Hengslaben starting at center, I believe. You know, that's another thing. Carter's a guy that we've looked at at multiple positions. We've had him at tackle. We've had him at center. Um, it, it, for us, it's still going to come down to, you know, who's ready to go and who's being able to put that piece that puzzle together on the old line so when we get there on Thursday they're all clicking so you know as far as I know right now yours guess is as good as mine <laughs> <laughs> well that's not good no I'm just kidding uh now the arguably I'd say the the strongest position that you guys have on your team is probably running back you've got a, a handful of guys that you can count on uh to tilt the rock and we'll see three or four of them in rotation throughout the season talk about those guys a little bit you know, I'll just go um, and start off with, you know, Alan Jevening's been a guy that I that's I've connected with a little bit more. Uh, he was here all summer and a guy that you know I've seen and have known. I think we re- we tried to recruit him when I was at my other school, so he's a guy that. Uh, He's looked really good. He got dinged up a little bit at the very beginning of camp. Uh, Jimmy Hatch is also a guy that got um, looked really good first few few practices of camp, and now he's he's nursing a little bit. Um, Josiah Cage is another guy that is also um, somebody that's gotten carries for us, and he's looked had a really great spring, and then has also you know had a little bit of an issue at the beginning of camp, and now he's turning it on towards the end of camp. And our one steady Eddie that's been there the whole time and hasn't been dinged up is Tanner Matherin from Edgeley. And I'll tell you what, if I was playing playing again and he got through the line and, and I'm playing safety and he's running I don't want to tackle that kid like he's a guy that's uh he's a bulldozer man and, and so like you said there's there if if you could put all of them into one body we'd have the greatest running back ever uh and I think part of what we do well on offense is going to be making sure that we're putting those guys in the best position to make plays and we have a good group of guys that can do that Brian Mistro is our guest head football coach at the University of Jamestown his team getting ready to take on Valley City State. Uh, we flip over the defensive side a little bit. You've been coaching uh, the DBs. What have you seen from this crew? You know, there's some there's some guys out there that are getting used to me. And part of, you know, they were here in the spring when Coach Model was here. And so now when we made the transition to me being the defensive backs coach, then, you know, they're still learning how to be coached 
by somebody else. I don't think I don't care who it is or who it was or you know they could be clones of the same person. There's still different little intricacies that we're going to be doing that when I'm coaching a guy, you know, frankly, I don't care what anybody else coached you on. I don't care what your high school coach taught you. I don't care what your previous coach taught you. I'm going to coach you the way that I think is going to put you in the best position to make plays. And so the guys that have been receptive to that, they're doing great. You know, we talked about Ross a little bit already. Ross is going to be a general back there, getting guys lined up and making sure that he's a positive influence. Um, another guy that's uh, a senior this year, TJ Melk, has is, is stepped into being our, our strong safety role. And he's been, you know, he's been a guy that I didn't, wasn't 100% sure how he was going to take it. He's a science guy and not in the sense of biology or, you know, uh, like chemistry, but he's like, I need answers to your questions. I'm an art guy. Like, hey, well, what if he does this, coach? What's our rule for that? Well, we don't have a necessary exact rule for that. If he does this, make your adjustment in your alignment, and then we'll play from there. And so he's been a guy that, hey, man, it's an art, not a science. <laughs> and, and he's a guy that's still getting used to me a little bit, but he's been very receptive and, and happy about that. And then, you know, we have a young man by the name of Troy Stewart that's uh, going to be um, back for us this year. And to be honest with you, I'm very excited about Troy playing corner and, and a guy that. You know, he's, he's been in the program a long time. He's battled some some struggles um, getting on the field, and so I'm, I'm really excited to see him. And then, you know, with our other corner position, there's going to be a battle for some guys. You know, we got a guy named Jordan Olson, a guy named Jeremy Howtow, um, Cedric Terry. Those are guys that are battling for another spot, but I'm a big rotation guy. I, there's no way in, in my way of coaching, I think, that you can cover a 60-yard post route. That wide receiver comes off the field and gets subbed out, and then you have to go cover the next guy to run 60 yards. So we need to be able to rotate guys in and out and make sure that we have the best 11 on the field, and especially at DB, we're running all the time. And so I want to make sure we have the right guys out there. Front seven, uh, you get a couple returners up there, but uh, you got some new guys filling in as well. Yeah, you know, and the front seven's going to be – it'll be interesting because, like I said, when you when you – have a change at the coordinator position. You know, we're trying to keep things the same for our guys that have understood what's going on in the past. And Coach Clancy was here already. And so he knows the intricacies of what they were doing. And to be honest with you, the guys have been very receptive to his coaching and the way we're doing it. We're just tweaking some things and some learning habits that we need to do. Um, but a guy that, you know, I'll, I'm going to point out that's been having an amazing fall camp um, from, an av- from an effort and an attitude standpoint is, is a guy by the name of Tanner Grocott. He was a redshirt freshman that, to be honest with you, I wasn't 100% sure if he was going to be the guy or if he was going to be a guy that was going to to take that next step. And he's been re- doing a really great job. He's the type of guy that he's going to make plays no matter what because he's going to give 100% effort every single play. Um, you know, you look at the D-line spots, and, and, and those guys are going to be a stable of, you know, we have a young man by the name of Marcelo Sanchez who's going to be a senior this year. Um, a transfer in by the name of Marco Tadia that we're still uh, um, hoping to see. He's from Italy, so we're trying to make, get him into the game a little bit more, but he's a monster. Um, and you're looking at guys, Mitchell Swartz and Alfredo Bernal, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to forget guys, so whoever's listening, I'm sorry. But we have a, a stable of guys that are going to come out there and do the right thing and, and do the job to the best of their abilities. But we've been preaching it since day one. We have to rotate. We have to be able to get other guys in the game to make sure that we're healthy and ready to go for an 11-game G-Pack season because it's the real deal, and we can't play the same guys for 11 games. Yeah, it's going to be uh, another uh, another fun season, and uh, I know you got to get to practice here, so one last question uh, before I let you go. First game under the lights at Valley City State. You played against them as a player. I know the rivalry runs deep. Your thoughts heading into this one and what it means to you as your first game as head coach. It is one of the 
I've been thinking about it, and it's one of the most – it'll be a humbling experience, and, and not to give the Coach Ferran coach speak, right, but I've never actually have thought about it in that sense of terms up until like a couple weeks ago. Yes, this was a huge rivalry game for me when I played. Yes, this, was, this means everything to the alumni. This means everything to everybody that's 30 miles east of here and Jamestown itself. And so I'm not going to sit here and lie. Yeah, it is a big deal. It's huge. And everybody is going to hang their hat on the first game of the season. It's the athletics in general are the, the front porch of every college, right? In my opinion, at least. And when you start off the season with a win over your opponent that it happens to be the biggest rivalry in, in the state of North Dakota, I, I'll tell you what, like that's, there's pressure there, but hey, let's take pressure on and let's go. And, and I'm, I'm a big fan of the opportunity that we get to have uh, going against those guys, but yeah, you're right. I'm not going to lie. I don't like those guys, and they don't like us. So that's going to be a knockdown, dragout fight. You can throw records out out of the book when whenever we play. I know we're going to be zero and zero, but the last year doesn't happen. Then the next year is not going to work matter because when we when Valley City and Jamestown strap it up, throw everything out the door. Everything's going to be it's going to be a battle. And there have been far more competitive games, at least in the eight years I've been here, that have happened in Valley City than have happened in Jamestown. We have been on the wrong side of some beatdowns at home. But it seems like we go there, and no matter what, it's just a it's a knockdown, drag out, defensive struggle. It's football, baby. That's what it is. <laughs> and, and those guys have been doing it a long time. Coach Mack and Coach Horner over at Valley are you know they're awesome people, and I you know I'll never have a bad word to say about them. But as far as the rivalry itself and respecting the people before us that have gone through this, yeah, it's it's gonna be a brawl, and you know hopefully we're on the the better end of some of these. Uh, as we get going into the um, our coaching staff's tenure now, like I'll tell you what, I get goosebumps talking about it, like because it's going to be fun, it's going to be exciting for everybody. Everybody should come out, check it out, and uh, you know, hopefully the gym's put on a good product for us. Well, it'll be standing room only around the fence Thursday night in Valley City. I can promise you that, Coach. I appreciate the time. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, let's go. That is Brian Mistro. He is the head football coach at the University of Jamestown.